welcome to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. You can hear us every week wherever you get your favorite pods. Please click that subscribe button, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. You can find our past episodes and more at our website, thewatchlistpod.com. Please join us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at The Watchlist Pod. Uh, we would totally love to hear from you. Please give us a like, a subscribe, a click, a say hey, how you doing? Say, man, your podcast sucks. I don't care, whatever. I just want some feedback. So uh, this episode here is a little different from all of our past episodes. After recording this on Monday, Bill and I got to talking, and then we just hit the record button. So I did my best to edit out all the, um, uh, what do you call it, that place over by that thing, all those parts. So I did my best there. And a word of warning, this may sound quite a lot like you're eavesdropping on a conversation where you don't entirely know all of the players and the locations mentioned will mean absolutely nothing to you. So if you could humor us, please. We promise we won't do this very often. So yeah, let's get on with the show. All right. So you wait. So you saw Foo Fighters before they blew up? They may have been blowing up. I just didn't. I, I was unfamiliar with Foo Fighters at all. Okay. And I got tickets to see Foo Fighters. And with I went with Mia, who was Cheryl's new helper person uh, after uh, you uh, and uh, we uh, went uh. to the show i want to <laughs> say it was at like metro or cabaret one of metro. those like, yeah the metro or um oh, the vic it could have been the vic maybe yeah I, i'm not sure which one but it was wasn't like a big like uic pavilion kind of a show it was a smaller more intimate right. kind of show and I was like, when they were playing, I'm like, yeah, these guys are good. And Mia's like, yeah, Foo Fighters. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. And then that flying song came on and I was like, oh, I know this song. Oh, yeah. And I was like, cool. Okay. And then, you know, time goes on and Sam's big into the Foo Fighters and then she's playing Foo Fighters and that song comes on and I'm like, oh, oh, I saw these guys live and she was kind of angry at me for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, wait, wait, he was in Nirvana? Really? And Sam's like, oh my God. And, like those tickets were wasted on me even though I liked the show. I had a good time. Yeah. I thought their music was great. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like So on the radio <laughs> today, um, Come As You Are came on the radio and that's, yeah, Go and ahead. that's my favorite Nirvana song. Okay, but again, I'm a casual fan of Nirvana, and I'm a casual fan of Foo Fighters. You know, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna front and say, "Oh yeah, I love their fucking catalog." No, I'm not. I know the hits, right? Yeah, you know, but I didn't know that Dave Grohl, <laughs> sorry Sam, was the drummer. But oh, yeah, he's actually done a lot in Chicago. Has he? Has. Yeah, there was some kind of, um, was it, it was, I want to say it was a HBO like special when their newest Foo Fighter album came out or something. And um, he had, he had family that was like in around Chicago or something. So he was in Chicago a lot, going to a lot of shows. It's entirely possible that I may have 
been in a thing he was at, but maybe not because I think we're roughly the same age. Oh, okay. Well, so you saw you, you saw Foo Fighters. I saw In Sync. Ah, okay. Oh yeah, I've Dave heard- Grohl and I are the same. We're, he's a year older than us. He was born January of '69, so we probably weren't at the same thing. So he's fifty, we going on fifty-one. Yeah. Okay. So uh, whatever. Anyway, I, I think was I in Texas? I had to have been in Texas. Was I in Texas? It I was. Don't know. Were you? Well, no, 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 no. It, I remember just being in a mall. Okay. And I and I don't remember if it was Mall of America. I don't remember if it was some type of mall in Texas, like a Galleria or something like that. I don't remember if it was, you know, Schaumburg and um, Woodfield. <laughs> so I okay. don't remember, but I just remember thousands of screaming girls. Ah. And and I turn and I and I say, what what what's going on here? In sync is here. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and I look down because the vantage point is actually not too bad. And right at the bank of elevators in the direct center of wherever this is, was the stage. And it said in sync. And this was at it. And I don't do they even do mall tours anymore for, for I the artist. I think malls are pretty dead. To I think they well, yeah, I think malls themselves are dead. So I don't and, think anybody's doing anything in a mall anymore. Ah, uh, and you know what? It, it it was all replaced with social media anyway. Uh, yeah, seriously. So if you wanted to break an artist, you just break them on YouTube or you break them on Instagram TikTok or whatever. TikTok or whatever. Yeah. TikTok, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, apparently I was at a very early NSYNC show. Oh, go you. I had gotten tickets from, from like, TMX or something with the radio station for i want to say it was uh that boat with lights thing venetian night oh i got to go to their vip area at venetian night yeah that's actually sweet yeah they were having one of their musicians play at venetian night yeah and i'm just hanging out chilling i think sam was with me and all of these girls are on the other side of the fences screaming and i'm like what the fuck are they doing and then the one song that i actually had heard of his at that time he starts playing and i was like "Uh, they're here screaming for this guy john mayer oh no shit they were going ape shit over john mayer and like his i want to say this is like one of his first songs yep the one with the lyric of running through the halls of his high school song. Yeah, that's on the album Room for Squares. Okay, sure. But that was like the big, they were going crazy, screaming like crazy for that guy. Oh, and yeah. I was, I know. Like, it was like, really? This guy is like this heartthrob kind of guy? Because oh, I had yeah, never even seen him. I had never even seen what he looked like. I just heard the song and thought, oh, he's got a good voice. He sings really good. Yeah, he's quite the Lothario. <laughs> Apparently, well, now I know, but back yeah, then, now, I was now. like, okay. Now, brother's got a rep. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. But he can sing his ass off, so yes. Oh, yeah, he's he's got a good voice. He's got a yes, really he good does. voice. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess as a person, he's kind of a 
douche. It's kind of a douchey bag. Yeah, it's kind of a douchey piece of shit. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Who and, have I seen anybody else pre who they are? Um no. You know, a lot of a, a lot of concerts I went to at at um not Planet Hollywood at um at House of Blues. I, I went to shows where the artists were coming down in their career. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or trying to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um well and all the shows that I did get tickets to were when they were as they were big. You know, not before they became big, but they were big at the time. Yeah. Because I, I, I remember, oh, the biggest show I ever went to, fucking Duran Duran and the Seven and the Ragged Tiger Tour. Oh, I wanted so badly to go to that one. My, sister had, yeah. my sister had tickets to it, but, you know, I couldn't go with her because, well, A, you already bought tickets by that point and the day you're leaving there's no way little sister can tag along you know yeah yeah but for her to you know be such a bitch about it and not even anyway anyway <laughs> yeah. bitter. i don't think she was even a fan to be honest with you i think she's just going with friends oh, i bought tickets well for, i bought tickets for two reasons one there was a girl in my class who i was trying to uh, i was trying to um date <laughs> but then again, when you're trying to date somebody and you're 12, it's a lot different than if you're trying to date somebody in your high school and you're 17. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I just wanted to hang out with her because I thought she was really pretty and we got along and liked the same music. Nice. But she okay. already, but I bought two tickets. Uh huh. And this was in the heady days where tickets were only like 12.50. Yeah, yeah. So for 25 bucks, my mom let me buy two tickets for Duran Duran. Nice. And I went up to her. And I said, hey, would you would you go with me to the Duran Duran concert? I got you a ticket. And in her in her own little special way, she said, I already have tickets. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you, bitch. But I went anyway. Well, at that point, yeah, you got the tickets. Might as well. I went anyway. And I had a blast because I love Duran Duran. And yeah. I, you know, I am not ashamed of loving eighties music and I love Duran Duran. That was a good show. Another big show I went to was I saw the Michael Jackson and Jackson victory tour. Oh, wow. I did oh. not go to any Michael Jackson, anything. I am glad that I saw Michael Jackson live in my lifetime that because cool. that, yeah. that was, I won that ticket through the Ooh. Hyde Park, through the Hyde Park Herald. Cool. I sent in a postcard. And I got it. And th there's a story. And my mother used to love to tell this story because <laughs> oh, I love you, mama. Rest in peace. Um, I went to our local video store to get a postcard to enter this contest. And they had these movie related postcards. Well, I got one that's, that was Casablanca. Hmm. Well, the person at the Hyde Park Herald who was picking the winner, that was their favorite fucking movie. Oh, nice. So my mother yeah. comes to school. I'm a freshman in high school and she, and this is math class. So it's sometime in the afternoon. They call her at home and I forgot why she was home, but she said, Bill, it, you know, she comes to school because I don't have a cell. Nobody's got a cell phone. What the no, fuck is a cell phone in 1983 yeah. or 1984, whenever this was. So she comes to school and she says, Bill, you just want a ticket to go see Michael Jackson tonight. Okay, here's your ticket. Here's money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
When school's and, over, and go. When school's over, just go. <laughs> now, this was in, in the heady days of, oh, I, I'm just going to let my, you know, non-legal child go out at night <laughs> to a concert. Yeah, yeah, really. Way the hell out far from home in the middle of, you know, the suburbs that I don't know anything about. And I depend very much on public transportation. Yeah. So I got from Hyde Park to the Rosemont Horizon on public transportation. Wow. Because I got the bus to go downtown. I caught the train going out to Rosemont. And then there was actually a bus at the time that picked up at that train station and dropped you off right at the horizon. The problem was, the problem was, as I say in my Chicago accent, the problem was <laughs> that that bus stopped running by the time the concert was over. Yeah. So my landmark, and I always hold this in my heart, the landmark was that giant water tower that was painted like a rose. Oh, yep, yep. The train station was a couple of blocks from that. Oh, or at least walk from there. Oh, damn. I literally used that as my North Star. And <laughs> I knew if, and, and I had to walk. Then I got on the train, which ran all night, but they ran every half hour. And I got off downtown. Now, the number one bus. I thought the number one bus ran all night. Oh, it doesn't, though. No, it don't. So I'm downtown after getting off the train, and I and I call my mom, and I said, I'm waiting on the number one bus. Apparently, I had just missed the last one. Oh, shit. I waited an hour and a half, oh, and there was no God. bus coming. So then I took the train, I took the subway all the way out to as far as I could go on the train. And then I had to walk another mile and a half to get home. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. So when I tell you I don't miss public transportation at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And I, I, I really don't. And I got lucky. I am a 13-year-old kid or 14-year-old kid Yeah. doing this alone. by himself yeah. alone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But anyway, so I've seen Michael Jackson in my time, but <laughs> concerts on the way down. I again went to House of Blues and I saw Duran Duran, their original lineup, and they could not get their sound levels right. And Simon Lebon was pissed. <laughs> when was this? Oh, this was, um, well, it was before I left Chicago. So sometime between 2000 and 2005. That, and I'm sorry, I can't pin it down more than that. That's okay. What do you remember? songs at all no it was it was like a um i i don't remember if they were kicking off a greatest hits tour or if they had another album coming out and they were peppering in new songs i don't remember Mm. but but duran duran was playing a set at house of blues and i went and their sound their sound was off legitimately Mm-hmm. And the place was packed because it was Duran Duran. Yeah. And back when I had knees to stand on, you know, I had yeah. to stand. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Hmm. Kind of like that time. But I think, didn't we get bar seats when we went to go see Henry Rollins? I feel like we did. He was doing, was he doing a 
He was doing that spoken thing. word. Thing. I think they had you, seats. I think they that was not his spoken word things. Is everyone that I've been to has not been a standing room okay. thing. It's always been people get to sit down. Because I remember sitting down, and you were like, "Oh, you want to go?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, I'll hang out with you." And and I yeah, was like, "That well, was definitely a seated thing." All, right. all of his spoken words is seated. So I saw Duran Duran and Simon LeBon was pissed. I went to go see The Fix. Oh, one thing right around the time, another. huh? One thing leads to another. It did, but not that <laughs> night because I thought that they were okay. So they did this song called "Tomorrow Never Dies," and I and and I turn and I turn to my ex and I say, "Oh my God, I think we just heard the new Bond song because the new movie that was going to come out is called oh, yeah. "Tomorrow Never Dies." At that point." Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Oh, my God. If I had had a phone at that time, I would have tweeted it, Facebooked (laughs) it, Instagrammed it. I would have telecommunicated it somehow. But I was wrong and they didn't. Oh, well. Uh, Who else did I see there? Uh, House of Blues. I saw um, Bree Sharp at House of Blues. She's the one who did the... David Duchovny, Why Won't You Love Me song. The other songs on that album of hers are really damn good. But I, she, apparently she still has, is doing stuff. It's just none of them have hit like the David Duchovny song did. But well, I love everything on that album with the David you? Duchovny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I went to see Sting once. Oh. And Tracy Chapman opened for him. Ooh. And I was not the biggest Tracy Chapman fan until that concert. Uh-huh. She came out and I think did maybe half an hour, 40 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was my least favorite Sting concert. I've seen him a couple of times and it was my least favorite because it was very mechanical. He played exactly two hours, left the stage, no encore. Wow. Yeah, he was he was a robot that night. But Tracy Chapman opened for him. And when she's when she's singing, talking about a revolution, when I say she opened, it was her and a guitar. I believe it. It was the most intimate thing in the middle of I forgot what arena this was. I don't remember if it was the horizon. I don't remember if it was. Which became all state arena. I don't remember what it was, but. It was awesome. Hmm. It was she was great. Cool. <sighs> yeah. And then Mike and I went to go see Prince. I and never the revolution. Got to see Prince. Oh. I didn't get to see Prince. I did see the you know Sting when they did a police reunion tour. Oh um, man. that uh I saw the Sex Pistols at a reunion tour. No shit. No shit. I saw Blues Traveler. Uh, they were at the Aragon Ballroom, mm-hmm. as was the Sex Pistols. Um, with with well, no, dude was dead at that time, yeah, dude right? Was dead at that time. Yeah, Sid Vicious has been dead a long time. Taking the dirt nap, Sid Vicious. Yeah, yeah. This was other members of the Sex Pistols. Um, uh yeah, God, you know, there's so many that I went to that I, I could not name them all. There's no way. 
Um, but the police is a fun story. Um, this is right as Dave and I were breaking up and I had just, I had, we went to work, we took the train into the, to work, into the city to work together. Yeah. And I had a, I got my haircut during the day. So I had different hair coming home than I did going in. Okay. He made no mention at all of my totally different hair. Man mistake number one. Please always notice hair. Yes. So I decided he was going to buy us tickets to the police. He's kind of fair trade. And then he ended up having to pay twice. Why did he have to pay twice? There was a whole thing. I don't know, but we had two nights of tickets to the police. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've never done two shows back to back. I know people. So I got to see Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. I see. I can't even, I can't even imitate them because I really, 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 really love their latest (laughs) album. I really do. And I, and I love their first album. And Laura's um, nephew is one of the original members of the 10 club, which is their fan club. Cool. Yeah, he's actually legitimately a fan and went to all three nights when Pearl Jam played the last shows at a venue here called The Spectrum. I covered it for a newspaper one night. Oh, this is fucked up. Um, So I covered it for a newspaper. Now, did I did not have a press pass? Oh, because I was just a stringer, like a twenty five dollar a story stringer. I had this little dinky camera, this little crappy point shoot and i'm going up to people saying hi i work for this newspaper um can i talk to you about going to the concert tonight take your picture and it'll maybe be in the paper tomorrow i had these two ladies say what are you doing why are you taking our picture who are you i actually had to call my editor and but they were legitimate this had Mm -hmm. nothing to do with anything else other than this rando guy who had no press credentials on him whatsoever yeah asking to take weird pictures yeah so i had to call my editor and thank god she had her cell phone on her at this at the time and i said would you please talk to these people and tell them i'm legit working for you and thank god they used their paper their picture in the paper the next day so that they could they could see yeah Yeah, but i got a ticket to the first night of pearl jam and i was in front of the front row for the first three songs taking pictures with with my shitty little with my little point and shoot and there are people there with like two thousand five thousand dollar cameras because they're moving around a lot you need something that's a a, um, yeah it doesn't make them big giant blurs yeah well i was lucky enough to capture like two or three pictures that were good oh excellent (laughs) so we so the press pool got to actually be there for the first three songs. And then they were like, you can just go back to your seat now. Enjoy the show. Have fun. So I stayed for like an hour and a half. Nice. But Pearl Jam played stuff on that tour for real fans, like deep into their album. So it wasn't the hits tour that I wanted. Uh, Still. But that was the close. That was where the best seats I ever had. Cool. Um, Best seats I ever had. Yeah, those were great. Although my seats weren't, when I got back to my actual seat, I still had a really good vantage point. 
Yeah. But I was not. Uh, but I was up on the second balcony and right. looking down and all that other sort of shit. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. What 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 damn it, there I was another the the oh. one concert that I think is just the story is fun for me to tell. Um I got tickets from WTMX to go to it was kind of a last minute thing to go see bare naked ladies. Oh, okay. They were at the UIC Pavilion. Uh-huh. Mia and I went because she was the only person I could find that was prepared to go at the last minute to a bare naked lady show. Sure. And we're there watching them perform. And they get to a point where they're doing this like kind of ad libby riffin type thing. But as they're ad libbing riffin their rappy bits, it sounds so fucking rehearsed. Ah, completely yeah. staged, not impromptu in any way. And I'm like, this is crap. And Mia, Mia leans over to me going, I could really go for a McDonald's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> Leave the show in the middle of them doing their riffy impromptu thing. Because we're both bored out of our minds. Like, this is awful. This sucks. And we go to the drive-thru. And I think I still lived in the suburbs at this point, I feel uh, like. Because I was driving my car, A. And B, we stopped at the McDonald's that was at Chicago and Damon, which is like a couple of blocks from where my apartment had been yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I feel like I was not living in the city at all. Or maybe I, I feel like I wasn't living in the city at all yet. Yeah, I feel like that. So... And then dropping me off wherever she lived in. Yeah, and <laughs> eating our McDonald's Sunday. Because you were bored out of your shit. Because bare naked ladies, do they are just such rehearsed stuff. They none of it's you know impromptu ad libbed. None of it. So you saw the Sex Pistols minus Johnny Rotten. And Sid I Vicious. Saw, and or Sid Vicious rather. I'm sorry, Johnny. Yeah, it's um, totally possible Johnny Rotten's was dead at the time too. Oh, and I don't know, but yeah, you're right. Um, Sid vicious. I saw the revolution on their, on their tour to actually celebrate the life and music of Prince. The revolution toured. Oh, cool. And I had, like I said before, I had seen actually Prince and the revolution. And to this day, literally one of my top three concerts that I've ever seen ever, ever. And he was brilliant. So I went to go see this at a relatively small venue in Philadelphia and, and poor Laura, Laura, Laura is always such a trooper. You want to come with me to see the revolution? I, I, you know, she was, she was down to go because I was so excited to go and all that other sort of stuff. Now, when I get to the venue, I of course want to buy a concert shirt because I, there are certain concert shirts that I'm not going to buy. And I'm just going to throw this out there now. We went to go see Cher last year before COVID really hit. Oh, wow. Loved the show. It was awesome. I'm not going to walk around Philly in a, in a Cher shirt. I'm, yeah. Well, not these days, happen. I don't buy the shirts because that is way too much money to spend on a oh, shirt. 40 or $50 on a bullshit Gildan t-shirt? Yeah, it's hey. stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that I'm way too fat. So yeah, the largest... So 
well, and they're not, they're certainly not going to fit me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, well, fuck the largest you go up to is a two XL. Well, maybe if I wash it and stretch it out and don't dry it. No, wash and it then well, I was, maybe. Yeah. You know, so anyway. So, but but poor Laura's she she was along for the ride. And there was this woman, and and I, when I heard Prince died, I cried. Mm-hmm. I, that was another kick in the kick in the gut loss to me. So she understood completely why I wanted to go, but there was this other woman there who was distraught. Oh. So she was just, she was in her own zone, man, of reminiscing about Prince music. And and Wendy and Lisa on the stage were talking about what it was like to first meet Prince. And and they had this guy singer up there who was actually singing the lyrics to these songs because it wasn't an instrumental show. It was a great show. Great show. But this woman actually cried with Laura. <laughs> Aww. And Laura and I are both those type of people where people will just open up and say, let me just talk to you because you <laughs> seem really trustworthy and nice. So this poor woman was just crying with Laura. <laughs> She's trying to make this woman feel better. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I like going to shows. And then a show that I another show that I actually brought her to was U2. Because I have there's never seen you two live. Oh. I really have wanted to, but ticket prices are just outrageous. Oh, they're stupid now. Outrageous. And 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 I have an example of that. So mm-hmm. I love Journey. I went to go see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony the year Journey got inducted, because that to me was the only time that I thought that Steve Perry might actually join journey on stage and sing my favorite journey song. Okay. I was willing to put it all on the line for that show. Nope. They appeared all on stage together. He thanked them, but didn't sing their new singer, Arnell Pineda actually sang. And to his credit and in a speech, probably written by his lawyer, Steve Perry acknowledged that Arnell Pineda was indeed the longest tenured singer of Journey and blah, 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 and gave him all the credit in the world because they inducted Steve Perry's Journey into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, not Arnell Pineda singing Steve Perry songs. And so Mm -hmm. you had to include the guy somehow. I would. Yeah, I would have. Definitely. But Journey had a residency in Las Vegas for a while. Where tickets were like 150, 200 bucks a pop. What? They played another venue in and around Philly where the tickets were like 100 bucks. But then at BB&T, which is an outdoor venue, $30. What the hell? It's just an outdoor venue. So we got tickets for that. And then wouldn't you know, Motley Crue comes to town. <laughs> on the, on the, and I was like, fuck Yeah. <laughs> I want to go see the crew and they're and Def Leppard is playing with them too, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and oh, Joan um, Jett. and Poison. They are all hmm. playing what we call the geriatric tour because the tour is actually going to start at four o'clock in the afternoon to get us all home by a nice night. By by 10, we're in home and in bed. That's awesome. Nice. nice. <laughs> so I get us tickets for that and I made sure that I actually got actual ticket tickets. Oh, because a lot of people don't use ticket tickets anymore. Yeah, no, it's they all don't. electronic. 
And part of the fun of going to shows way back when, and I wish I had kept my Michael Jackson ticket and my Duran Duran ticket and all these tickets was because that's a classic thing. So I made sure I got Motley Crue ticket tickets and then fucking COVID happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I am. And please believe me when I tell you there is far worse shit going on in this world than me missing a couple of fucking concerts. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, damn it. But at the same time, damn it. Like, you know, I'm supposed to go to Jamaica this year. Right. Yeah. Damn it. So, but luckily when I returned in my journey tickets, they, they said, well, you can get a refund or if you just bank this money with us, we'll actually give you another 50% value on your tickets. Hmm. So for two tickets, instead of a hundred bucks, because I paid, you know, it was like $50 a ticket all said and done. uh, We got 150 bucks in value. Cool. To go see a show before October of next year. Hopefully. Yeah, there will be shows. There will be shows. But yeah. Nice. And then I'm still holding on to my Motley Crew tickets because they said, just hold on to those. When we reschedule, your ticket is still good. Okay. Yeah, I have. There have been no shows because I can't stand. I just can't stand for that long. At all, anyway. Oh no, I can't either. Yeah. That's why uh, we got lawn seats for Journey, and I and I actually sprung. See, Laura didn't even know this, mm. but the Motley Crew, I actually got like Skybox tickets for. Nice. And the Skybox tickets where they actually have food in the box too. Oh, that's that's nice. I mean, I spent like four hundred bucks on these tickets. Nice. Because if last- I'm going to be if Go I'm going to be there for hours, I fucking want a bathroom that not a thousand people are going to use a minute. And I also want to make sure I can nosh while I'm listening to yeah. I love rock. I love crunch, rock and roll, crunch, exactly. put another dime crunch in my jukebox, baby. Yeah, I anyway. had gotten skybox seats for early jamboree, not jamboree, early Lollapalooza. Ooh. And when Q101 would do their Jamboree concert, which is yeah. kind of like a Lollapalooza, Skybox yeah. for that too. Oh, that's Run by sweet. the radio station or sometimes, depending on whose show I went to. Yep. So you got food, you got booze, you got the oh, clean yeah. bathroom. Yeah. Believe and it or not. you got to come and go because, you know, those were festival shows at other stages, but you could go retreat up to the nice bathroom. And the well-fed skybox. Fuck yeah. I I saw Creed like that. Burt Rast at the Sun-Times. Love that. He was so, I miss him so much. Shout out to Burt Rast. Got me tickets to see Creed at, um, what the fuck was that outdoor venue? Tinley Park? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Tinley Park. It has changed names so many times. Yeah, exactly. Because it was uh, the World Music Theater. That's where. Yeah, that's what it was at the time. And it was, it was something else. And I think it's called the Tweeter Center now, or it might have yet another name at this point. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, they had a Tweeter Center here, too, because Tweeter owned that, too. But now it's BB&T Center. I think this might be like Mid-America Bank Center or some weird what the fuck? Where is this kind of name at this but point? The, I don't even know anymore. But the world had shitty acoustics. Oh shitty yeah, oh yeah. Acoustics. And I, I, 
think the same guy who did Poplar Creek did The World, and so both of them had shitty-ass acoustics. But being in the box with booze and with food made it all better. (laughs) You don't don't care. care. (laughs) But talking about the worst concerts I ever went to, so when we went to go see U2 at Lincoln Financial Field, there was this trend of bands doing albums. Like doing their doing one complete album, okay. And you two was doing the Joshua Tree. Oh, nice. Okay. And my favorite U two song, which is one of my top ten songs ever, is which is where the streets have no name, uh-huh. is on that album. Okay. And I wanted to go see it, and and got great seats, had a blast. My one of my worst shows was U two. At United Center, all the way up in the nosebleed seats oh, near yeah. the ceiling. <laughs> and if you have ever, folks, I don't know if you have ever been in a concert venue where it is just a cavern. By the time sound travels all the way up to a rounded ceiling, it's just bouncing off of all yeah. these reflective surfaces and it's noise. Yeah. It is nothing but noise. So, singularly, one of the two worst concerts I went to. The other one, similar reason, but outside, Dave Matthews Band at Poplar Creek. Yeah, Poplar Creek was not properly designed for that either. No. Just and it like was, the world music theory. Both of them were are shitty designs for bad acoustics. Like, you're building this for performances. How do yeah. you have such shit acoustics? They had shit acoustics. Uh, and like, I love know, Dave Matthews Band. United Center is meant to be basketball and hockey, not That's right. concerts. Not concerts. The same with the Rosemont Horizon, which is why they built the Rosemont Theater like across the parking lot for to be a theater. For to be a theater. Good yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, those were the worst shows I ever went to. So the concert that... I took Laura to was Bruce Springsteen doing the entire Born to Run album. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. And Clarence Clemens, that was actually one of his last shows before he passed away. And he was frail. They actually had him sit down the whole show. I mean, uh, it was it was bad, although and and. I, I know who Clarence Clemens is, and one of the reasons I wanted to see this show is because my one of my top two concerts of all time was Bruce Springsteen playing in Chicago, and he played for four fucking hours, and it was great. And I don't remember where that was, but it was four hours, and it was awesome. Anyhow, wanted to go see it again because that's Laura's favorite guy. Mm-hmm. Springsteen Bon Jovi, one and two, bam. She's a Jersey girl through and through. Obviously. So (laughs) that's very clear to me now. (laughs) So, and so the racist thing that happened there. Oh. So I I take her and and she's sitting in these seats and she's so amped up she's crying and I'm and I'm like oh I'm so glad I got to take you to this babe and (laughs) and I'm seeing this through her eyes enjoying this because I enjoy Springsteen as well. Well, this couple is sitting in front of us and the dude, and they're both white, by the way. Of course. And the dude is like, oh man, I'm so glad we got tickets to this because Clarence Clemens is playing. 
and you know, he might not be around for much longer. And the girl's like, who's Clarence Clemens? The black guy. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on. Not only are you not even a casual fan of Bruce Springsteen, and know that Clarence Clemens was like one of his best friends for decades and played on his most seminal works. You had to be, he had to be broken down to the black guy yeah, for this chick um, to understand. I'm like, fuck you. <sighs> so anyway, anyway, so there was that, but music and, and this, and, and I'm glad we had this conversation because it just, that this entire conversation is why Bill and Ted face the music meant a lot to me when it talked about musical influences and the very end credits where everybody around the world in multiple countries, multiple societies and all of that, they're all playing music and it's such a universal theme and that's what can bring the world together. Yeah. That's always been the theme of Bill and Ted is that music can bring the world together. Yeah. So we have all these memories of all this music and it's really fun that way. So thank you for indulging me. Yeah, sure. And we got a bonus episode out of it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> far <laughs> too many Chicago references and talking about places nobody gonna know about talking about. Yeah, but 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 people, you know, whether they live in Philly and they've gone to the Spectrum or they've gone to Lincoln Financial Field or Citizens Bank Park, or oh, there was another very famous venue here too. It wasn't the Spectrum, it was the Vet. Um or whether they went to the Rosemont Horizon when it was still the Horizon and, mm -hmm. and you know, or United Center or UIC Pavilion or even the Vic or anything like that. Everybody has got those venues. Yeah. Yeah. The bands don't change. The venue only changes. Yeah. Where are we today? We're in Cleveland. Great. What's up, Cleveland? So glad to be here. <laughs> We're actually in New York. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Turn it Any. to 11. Yeah. So wherever you are, people, <laughs> and we love you, all three of us who are, all three of you who are stuck through this little bonus episode. Yeah. Hit us back on thewatchlistpod.com or at thewatchlistpod. What's your favorite concert? What's a good memory you have of just being at a show? And because, because music is the shit. And even for just a couple of hours, you have everything in common with the person sitting next to you. That's what I dig about it. Or at least you have that in common. Yeah. So at least it proves that everybody can have common ground. Although I was scared to death seeing Garth Brooks. I have to say. I've never seen him. Oh. But what I found amusing is New Kids on the Block did like a reunion tour at some yeah. point. And yeah. Sam and I went. And I think Sam was pregnant with, might have been Mark, the second one. Okay, I was going to have to say, you're going to have to do numbers for me because she's got yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think it was the second one. Or maybe she was pregnant with Violet. I don't remember exactly. But what I found really funny is because they knew their audience, there were onesies where you would buy 
<laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> I was like, they know who these people are. And I'm looking around me. They are all like suburban mom kind of girls. <laughs> and who is this yeah. again? Who is this, this again? Kids on the block. On their, kids on the block. Reunion right. tours. I'm like, That's you know, right. yeah, it's about time when everybody's having babies. So let's put up the the onesies. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Garth a- Brooks was on my life list of concerts to see. Oh, so he actually did last year a whole bunch of shows, and he did them all for the fans. And he would do three or four shows in a town and he would keep booking shows in that town so that everybody who wanted to see him could go see him. He is a stand-up dude. Cool. Has always been a stand-up dude. The song We Shall Be Free, which is great, is about people just coming together and not being bigoted and closed-minded and all that other sort of stuff. He's great, and especially in country music. But what what scared me was walking through the parking lot and seeing the fucking Confederate flags, which you see at fucking country shows. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of said, you know what, people? I want to see the three o'clock in the afternoon show, not the eight o'clock at night show. I'm with you. Because when I say that I was probably one of the very few drops of coffee in the cream that was the audience of that show... I've been in that situation before. Okay, fine. But when I'm walking through and there's this truck that I passed, and I remember this very vividly, and on one side he's got the American flag and on the other side he's got the fucking Confederate flag. I'm like, I don't need this shit. I really don't. And if you know anything about Garth Brooks, he is not about that either. But his show with Trisha Yearwood, his wife, amazing at the energy of that dude is is unbelievable he's a great concert cool yes <laughs> so nice. i i've been to concerts of all different kinds of shit and they're great but anyhow yeah. all right all right cool so thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the watchlist pod where we just break down music <laughs> <laughs> and why not there you go. Um, so we will catch you guys on the flips. I know you hate when I say that. Right. But, yeah. That's the dumbest thing. It's not the dumbest thing. <laughs> Only the dumbest thing. It's totally not the dumbest thing. My God. Yes, it is. The no, dumbest. it's not. It is so the dumbest thing. No, it's not. Anyhow. Anyway, thank you for listening. Catch us on thewatchlistpod.com. Make sure you engage with us at The Watchlist Pod and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.